Hey friend, before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast, but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time-consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at elizabethmccravey.com slash record. Now here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the Breakthrough Brand Podcast the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like French chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. All right, guys, I am super thrilled to bring you today's episode, and I've waited a really long time to outline and record this from when I first knew I was going to do episodes about this topic to now. Honestly, it's been like eight months of waiting, literally eight months of me being like, oh yeah, I've closed my membership, and I know I want to record some episodes. I actually have a lot to say about this. I'm doing two back-to-back, but I have even more than that to say about the whole experience, but I did eight months of waiting because I think I needed a lot of time to process it personally and also make sure that after processing, I'm coming to you with really helpful, valuable content for you. So today I'm talking about a really hard decision I made in my business of closing my membership. And I closed it a while ago. It was last year um, at the end of October, I believe that I closed it. And it was pretty short lived. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Booked Out Designer. I'm not talking about my show at Template Shop. I had a membership site briefly last year in 2022 called Breakthrough Brand All Access. And this week I'm sharing why I said goodbye to the membership and the whole journey of like launching it, the mistakes I made, the real and raw and vulnerable of it all. Maybe that's why I put off recording this because like I'm sharing a lot of things again, all with the hope that you can learn from my mistakes and learn from my own lessons. So the members all got the scoop on everything relating to closing it when I closed it, when it happened. And I'm going to do a whole nother episode about how to close things well, because I will say that when I closed this membership, I think I did a really great job of like communicating it well, transitioning it well, all that kind of stuff. And I learned a lot from like the decisions I had to make in that experience. But today though, I want to share in more detail now that I've had eight months to process it all with you guys of like the starting, the stopping, all of it. And next week, I'm going to share some lessons I learned from having a membership that can really apply to any type of offering your business, specifically subscription offers, digital products, and things like that. So come back next week for that one. Or if you're listening after both have aired, you are in for a treat because you have two amazing listens right now ready to binge. But first, let's talk all things memberships. 
what mine was, how I created and launched it, why it didn't work, why I ultimately shut it down and the mistakes I made. Yes, I'm sharing like actually like three or four mistakes that I'm like, these were for real mistakes, not made up mistakes that I made when I made the membership that you can learn from. So let's get into it. Okay, I'm not going to spend too much time in this first part because it's not the point of the episode, but I want to explain what the membership even was to give you context for what it was I closed. A lot of you guys listening to this episode right now were in the membership, so you're like, I know exactly what it was, or maybe you remember when I launched it, but others of you might be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Elizabeth. I had no idea you ever had a membership. Again, it wasn't open super long time, so it's easy to like maybe have not known that. So it was called Breakthrough Brand All Access, playing from this podcast name and playing on the concept of taking what you're learning on this podcast to the next, I said podcast, we're to the next level um, with access to me and more content from me. And I was so, 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 so excited about it. Like literally thrilled. This was not something I was like doing reluctantly. It was like, I'm like, no, I love this. This is going to be a great idea. If you heard me talking about it leading up to the launch or during the launch, or even while I had it going, you heard this in me talking about it. Like it was something I was super excited about. I loved all the members closing. It was again, a super, super hard decision. And at the time when I had the idea for it, it felt like something that made sense for my business and was going to serve a lot of people really well. So I was really excited about it. And in reality, this membership was my solution to the request I get so often for years of my business for more business content, like business courses, business coaching, a mastermind, things like that. Um, again, constant request. I've had really since starting this podcast, but I've had booked out designer for about two years now, but that's just for designers. And so I've always had people who are not designers, but enjoy this podcast, enjoy the business content, being like Elizabeth, make some business content that's paid content where I can get more from you, learn in a different way. So this felt like me solving that of giving people more and also doing something I would enjoy that would be a recurring revenue in my business and something that could last really long and be a staple of my business model. Those were kind of like my thoughts behind starting it and the logic behind it, you could say. But again, it was something I was really excited about. And I felt like I was fitting a need in my business. I had a lot of confidence that people would sign up for it. And I felt really good about it. So there were three main elements of the membership, content, coaching, and community. So doing like three C's, pretty standard membership stuff. You're like, oh yeah, I've heard that. That's like pretty normal in a membership. Um, and so within that though, the content was one big piece of content training a month delivered via audio. So kind of taking it private podcast. And then also a short podcast episode of encouragement that's like maybe like, you know, five to 10 minutes once a week. So you're getting one big piece of content a week, one small piece of content a week, all delivered via audio, one group coaching call a month, and then with some group mingling type calls of just like networking, getting to know each other that were, um, we were using breakout rooms for it. Those were happening as well, alternating with the coaching calls. And then we had a Facebook community where I was very active in it. I'm still actually active in that Facebook community. We'll get to that later. But we still have the community. It turned into a free podcast Facebook group for just people who enjoy this podcast. If you want to join that group, actually, elizabethmccravey.com slash Facebook will take you there. But that was originally, that group was part of this paid community. So I was creating content for it. And you could also connect with other members and just have a great spot to ask questions about your business. So as you hear me say those things and explain what they are, it was a lot of stuff, okay? And it was for a really low cost. So the founding member rate was um, just 30 $32 a month. And you could save even more if you paid for the year in full. So it was a really good deal with all you're getting. And I did have a plan to go up on the cost the next time the doors open because I did do like an open closed launch of it the first time. 
And as you can hear from what I just said, though, like the membership had a lot of moving pieces and a lot of content pressure on me. Like I was planning to do one short and sweet business encouragement type of thing a week. Okay, that's already four pieces ish, possibly five of content a week, plus one larger thing each month. And those larger things I created really were like solid, like could be in an online course level of like detail in the trainings. And then also doing a coaching call and being active in the Facebook group. Like that is a full-time job just with the content pieces. And actually pretty quickly, this is again a conversation for another time because there's so much I could say about this membership. I don't even have this in my notes, but I actually ended up pretty early into the membership dropping the extra one short and sweet business encouragement thing a week because it was too much. And I realized that like almost immediately of like, okay, I can't do this. Like I can't do all that content and keep up with this podcast and do templates and do book.designer. Like it was just too much. So um, members were very understanding when I dropped that and I just dropped it and told them and that was that. Um, But anyway, it was a lot. And so on top of all that though, like I just said, I have other offers in my business as well. It wasn't just this membership and I wasn't planning ever of getting rid of the other offers. Like I loved my templates. I love book.designer. So it was a lot though balancing like all these different offers and all the different content, all the work that is a membership site. So that's one mistake was that the offer itself wasn't really sustainable for me with the other offers I had in the business, which I'm going to get into that. And I'll talk about that more um, when I get into mistakes, but let's keep going. So how I created and launched it, you guys know what it was now, but let's just talk about a little bit of the creating and launching. But um, it was on all normal accounts, a successful launch. Like I was very excited. Um, I reached the goal I had for how many members, actually I think I might have been a little short of the goal, but like my, a short of my stretch goal for how many members to join. So it had close to 170 people joined during that launch week. I did a five day launch period, open cart, close cart. Um, and it was both exciting for me and really overwhelming. Like again, it, I got like really close to my stretch goal and it felt just thrilling. I, like I love launches. But I was really thrilled seeing so many people sign up. And it was cool because of those people who joined, I was seeing names. Again, a lot of you listening join this membership where I'm like, oh my gosh, I know you. And you've been asking for something like this for me. Or, oh, I know you. And like, you would be perfect for this. You're a podcast listener and you have been for years. And you've mentioned that you wish I would do like a business course or something. Yay, you're getting something like that now. And I'm so excited. And, oh, she's amazing. I like, I'm so thrilled that she like is interested enough to join this. Like I had that moment over and over and over again every time someone joined. Um, And I'm not going to get into the details on this podcast about like how I did the launch exactly. I actually did a launch debrief for members that was like super, super thorough. Um, But you know me, I love launches. Um, Launches is one of my favorite things to do in business. I'm not someone who like dreads that. I love like really like strong marketing periods. And I also don't do launches too crazy. This was like a more... um, what do I say, like moving pieces launch than some of mine are. And I did some cool things in it, like a giveaway and just other things like to lead up to market it really well, because it was a new offer. So I had to really explain like, okay, what is this? How is this different from other memberships you might be in? Why should you join this? But I think I marketed it well. And I didn't do any webinars. I didn't do any paid ads. Um, I just did my usual like go to for launches, which was like email marketing, and doing social media content and had about 170 people join immediately. Um, So it was going to be an expensive membership, so to speak, with my personal time to maintain it, which again was one of the problems with the membership. It was just very, very, very time consuming, but it actually was not expensive 
as a product in terms of cost, which a lot of memberships are. That's something people don't think about. Like when I say this launch, it's like I didn't spend money on Facebook ads. I didn't spend money doing some webinar. I didn't have a ton of team expenses in it. Um, so I didn't lose money on the membership. I want to note that because when we talk about something being a mistake in our business, money lost is often like the reason. Um, I actually did make money in the membership overall um, and immediately in that first month as well. And it was also a low cost financial investment to try. Um, when it comes to like even the tech for it, like the um, private podcast thing, that was really low cost. All the other things, uh, tools I use for it, um, like Zapier and ConvertKit and things like that, like I'm already paying for all those for other purposes of my business. So the time investment was the big thing that was like, when I look at like, what did I invest the most of? It was my time. And it was time both in preparing the membership and having it that maybe could have been spent on something else. But again, I, even though I ultimately did close it, I want to be really clear. I do not regret it at all. Like not even a little bit, especially those of you who are in it. I want you to know that like, I do not regret doing it all. And I learned like here, here's why I don't regret it. I learned so much about memberships. First of all, like I didn't know much about them before all that. I did not take a course on like how to do a membership um, and all that kind of stuff. I really just listened to some free podcast content, read things on Google and kind of figured it out as I go and thought about my own experience and other memberships. And that was that, but I learned what works, what doesn't, what to do and what definitely not to do. So it was a really, great learning experience. And for me, something's not a mistake if I learn something that will help me in the future or help someone else down the road or help someone else in that very moment. And I believe I did all three of those with the things. So like the members really loved the membership while it was going. I got great feedback on it and it didn't have a high churn rate. It actually had a really great churn rate lower than like industry average. Um, and churn rate just means like how many cancellations you're getting a month. Um, so mine was really good. I got confirmation on that from like other people with memberships and looking at statistics on that. And the membership had really good engagement too. People were coming to the calls. People were active in the Facebook group. And that was really fun. And I even had some people tell me both before and after closing it, that it was the best membership they had ever been in. So it was a success in that way. And I'm really grateful to have served all those members while I was able to. But again, it wasn't sustainable for me. And it really wasn't the direction I wanted to take my business long term. But I was not going to know that unless I tried it. Um, So in addition, though, to it being a positive thing for the people while it was going, like, I learned I don't want to have a membership site, which is like so helpful for me to know because I feel like sometimes people talk about membership sites like it's the end all be all. It's the greatest thing ever. It's recurring revenue every month. Um, and it only takes me like three hours a week to do. Like that was not my experience. And now I don't have to wonder anymore. Like if I think a membership site is for me, I've tried it and it wasn't for me. And maybe like years down the road, I'll change my mind and do a membership site again. But I think it's unlikely because it's just not the teaching model I like. It's not the business model I like. And again, I have um, lessons and in my mistakes with it, you'll kind of see why. And I did do a lot wrong with this one. So maybe that's some of it as well. Maybe if I did a membership a different way, I would feel differently. But at least for my personality as a business owner, it wasn't a great fit for me. And I've also already found myself in multiple situations where I've been able to help someone with their membership based on my own mistakes 
and learnings with mine. And I'm just so grateful for that because I am all about like learning things in business and then being able to translate that into something that helps someone else. And so it's been really great being able to be in some one-on-one conversations with people who are working on a membership and being like, hey, maybe reconsider that thing you're talking about. Um, Let me tell you how this went with me. Um, And so that's been really, really nice um, of an experience. And I, again, would not change it for the world. And I'm just super grateful that I got to do it when I did and that I got to close it the way that I did. So something else I want to share that gives context for closing it and maybe why it felt especially difficult for me um, in that time is to share about life during the membership because it'll give you more context into like why I wanted to close and what was going on for me. So these things were happening for me in my life during the months I had it and the months I was like planning it, which I did. It wasn't like, oh, I had the idea and I launched a month later. It was more like probably three months of like preparing, planning, marketing, making the logos, making all the tech and all the groups and the pages and the sales page and the copywriting. Like it was, it was a few months of doing all that where that was really my focus. But during those months, okay, then this all feels vulnerable to share, but these were things that were happening for me in my business and personal life. So we did not have childcare yet for Colin. And then we did get childcare and it fell through. So, and this was all by choice. So Colin was about, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting how old he was then. He would have been like eight or nine months then. And we actually did not do outside the home childcare. It was just me and Adam um, until Colin got to about like 14 months. And that was again, by choice, we really wanted to have just like tag teaming it um, and both working less. Um, during his first year, but I actually like was supposed to have childcare start. Um, we had enrolled in a Mother's Day Out program, and it very quickly fell through. And then we tried to find nanny, and that didn't really work out either. So basically, like. I was expecting that when this membership started that like, okay, I'm going to have like three days a week or no, it was only two days a week was what the Mother's Day out was, but like of like childcare support um, and none of it worked out. So picture me trying to run um, my course for designers, my template shop, my new membership with about 170 people and take care of a toddler, really a baby actually, not a toddler yet, um, splitting time with Adam, my husband, who's in graduate school at the time with a very erratic schedule because of that, gone at night a lot and he also is already seeing clients as a counselor during his internship. So he was like working a lot. Um, and then I'm also trying to work and then we just didn't have childcare. And so some of that felt stressful at times. I didn't really feel it as much in the moment because it was just kind of like, oh yeah, this is life. That's what we're doing. It's okay. Um, but Colin was always home when I was working and then the childcare was either me or Adam or my mother-in-law when she would come to visit, which again was like, wonderful and beautiful for us when we were when I was on maternity leave. But then like, we got to a point where it's like, okay, this is not working as well as I wanted to, especially when I'm adding in a complex new offer. And then on top of that, on the motherhood front, I was also breastfeeding still I breastfed Colin until actually just like a few months ago. Um, And so I was like working with few hour chunks in between nursing sessions. Um, So it was like, I never feel like I got to like, just sit and work for a really long time, we would do like the bottle and things like that. We also supplemented with formula. But generally speaking, it was like, okay, I'm like nursing, working, nursing, working. It was like just a lot. I also had two hires in the business that both didn't work out and one of which went on too long and was like some a lot of internal stress and work in the business for me that that was kind of hard. We also had Colin went through a sleep regression where he was waking up at like 4 a.m. every morning. 
And that was really hard. So like I wasn't really having mornings and you kind of go back to sleep some, but like just not sleeping well, um, which made that all really hard. And then the biggest thing of all of it was that my husband, Adam, was dealing with some like serious health issues that were like really like, okay, we don't know what's happening, but we know it's not good. And I'm not going into all of it, but like he, my husband's name is Adam, if you did not know that, but he passed out on Christmas morning, 2021, because he had had COVID and his body took it so hard that it caused him to pass out. And like, as soon as we went to the ER and ambulance came to us, it was literally horrible experience. I thought he was going to die. And, um, he, from that moment, like it was known in the ER people like told us this, like he has something else going on. It's not COVID, like something else caused this really. So he started seeing doctors and another specialist and another specialist in this other place. And like, just we kind of moved around lots of different kinds of tests, blood work, so many things. And we were worried about cancer. Like there were all kinds of different diseases and cancer thrown around. And I was like, again, during this time, constantly worried like that he might pass away and that we were going to get news at any upcoming appointment. They'd be like, he has three months to live. And so like, to say the very least, I was like on edge and worried constantly about him during this time. And also like all these appointments were taking time as well where I'm there with him and things like that. So that was a really hard and scary thing for me. So if you're thinking as I walked through all that, Elizabeth, that's a lot. You're crazy to have tried to add in a new offer with all that going on. Um, it is a lot in hindsight. And in the moment though, I was just like, yeah, I'm doing life. I'm doing business, just trucking along. Like it didn't feel as heavy at the time, but looking back especially like, you know, this all was a year ago, actually, um, from when I'm recording this, that I started the membership. And so I have a prayer journal where I can see what prayers I was writing last year. So it's like, um, it's by Hosanna Revival, if you want to check it out, but it's their five-year prayer journal. Absolutely love it. One of my favorite favorite things. But I can see the prayers I was writing during the time leading up to the membership. And then when I was launching it, and this was the kind of stuff I was praying about. Like I was stressed about work, sometimes stressed about team stuff. I was really worried about Adam's health. Like, But it was all just like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm fine. I'm doing life tracking along. So I did not feel like my world was falling apart because it wasn't. But regardless, what I will say is that it does feel like looking back in hindsight that it was bad timing. But I did not see that in the moment because I was just too blinded by my excitement about the offer that I could not see the ways that it didn't make sense in my life for the time. And I was not asking enough questions of like, is this the right thing for me right now? Is this the right thing for the business? Is this the right next offer? What are the other things I could be doing? I was just like, this is so exciting. This is so fun. And I was just really thrilled about it and kind of ignored some of that. Do you want to discover the driving forces behind every purchase or new client you get? Do you want to transform your marketing game with a fun exercise in crafting irresistible copy? I just created a brand new freebie download that people are already loving and it is a marketing exercise in a 16 page printable workbook. This is the exercise I've done for years in my business to help me in creatively marketing my services and products in a way that actually touches on the reasons people make buying decisions. You can get this guide for free at elizabethmccravey.com slash reasons, short for reasons people buy. And I'll also link to that in the show notes. Don't miss this. It's so helpful and a really fun exercise too.
I'll talk about that more next week when I share the lessons I learned from starting and closing the membership. But I want to get in now to why I wanted to close it and what the big mistakes were. Because I told you that's like the main part of this episode. So I have three mistakes I want to share with you. And again, I said this already, but these are real mistakes. Something I see all the time on podcasts is like people like, let me share these mistakes I made. And then it's like not even real mistakes. You're kind of like, okay, so cool. You like figured that out well. But these were like real mistakes. So for you guys listening, if you are thinking about starting a membership, these are things to think about. So learn from what I'm about to say. And I also think the things I'm about to share apply to other types of offers as well. So like apply what I'm about to share to whatever you're working on in your own business. But these are very particular to memberships. So again, I feel vulnerable sharing this, but it is just the truth that I'm hoping this will help someone. So let me know if these help you. But the first mistake, there was not a success path in the membership. So dun dun. <laughs> if you know anything about memberships, so some of you listening are like, you know this, okay, you've heard the term success path. Um, if you have a membership yourself, if you've listened to any kind of podcast episode or taken a course or anything like that on memberships, you've heard that this is a must according to all membership experts. And I actually did do my research and studying on memberships before creating it. I did not take any courses on memberships but I did like do plenty of learning on like how to do membership sites well. And so I knew this, I'd heard this term, I heard this term even before wanting to like make a membership. And Stu McLaren is actually the one who popularized the concept of the success path that other people talk about as well. But basically what it means is that this is a path that members take and different milestones within the membership that show they are making progress. And then you can even do it in like, okay, if you're at this point in your business, like this is the thing to focus on within the membership content you're at this point, this is where you want to be. And like, this is like the goal of like, you know, the longer you stay in this membership, you're going to progress through these different steps. You can read about it online. I highly recommend learning about success paths if you're going to start a membership. But that's something, um, people say is a must, but also something that like products like courses naturally have built into it if you are doing a good course, because the success path is getting to whatever result you are saying the course delivers. And the way you do it is watching the course, showing up for coaching calls, being active in the Facebook community, things like that. So for me, like, Success has like, yeah, like Booked Out Designer has a really great one built into it because of it being a course. So I don't have to do some like cute little plan that's like explain the success path to people because it's naturally built into courses. So this was a very new thing for me to like try to do. Um, and success paths, like why do it? Like one reason is because they're supposed to help people stay in a membership longer. And they also give direction to the membership, both for you as the creator and also for members in it of like, hey, what are we doing here? It's kind of like a question. Question, I would say it answers. So with all that being said, I did not create a success path in my membership. And I knew I was supposed to do it. I was very familiar with it. And I just felt like I don't need one, it'll be fine. Um, even though it's really common advice, I knew that advice and ignored it. And um, my advice after my own experience of ignoring it would be don't ignore that advice, you do need one. And if you don't think your members need it, I would say it's also for you as the content creator, because it will help you have direction to your content. 
and really see like exactly how this is helping people. Because without a success path, it can kind of feel like you're just throwing out content every month. You're just throwing out coaching. And like, what are we really working towards? Um, like, obviously, we're working towards having more successful business in the case of my membership. But I felt like the lack of clarity there was really hard for me because I like to know exactly what my products are doing for people. Like with my templates, I feel like that's super obvious with Designer, It feels super obvious. So it felt hard for me um, that this didn't feel as obvious. And this was something that when I considered, like, do I close the membership or do I like reinvent it? If I had chosen to reinvent it, this would have been one of the ways I would have done it. I would have made a success path. And actually, I haven't said this yet. It's not in my notes, but during the time that I was like having the membership, I actually joined a mastermind with Graham Cochran, who super successful business owner and very successful membership side owner. Um, he's had memberships that do like, you know, over a million a year. And I was in his mastermind with a lot of other people who are also running like crazy successful memberships. He doesn't have his mastermind anymore, but I was in it for a bit when he did. And this was something he and I talked about of like, okay, you could fix that, like make a success path and keep it going. Um, but ultimately I still decided to close it. But that was a really helpful thing for me during this time was like, you know, I say I didn't take a course or anything on it, but I did like join a mastermind with people who had memberships. And that was like a thing that was talked about a bit, but that was helpful to me. And so anyway, though, the whole success path thing, it was like, that's a must um, would be what I say. And if you feel like it's too hard creating success path for your membership, then I would say you might just not have enough direction with what the goal of the membership is to begin with. Because I think once you kind of have a bit more direction about what the goal is, the success path is going to come more naturally. Okay, so the second mistake I made, everyone was in too many different places in their business. So because the membership was scooping up a lot of podcast listeners and people like from my Instagram audience, they are in all different seasons of business. And that is like both an okay thing and also not an okay thing. The way it's not okay is that it made it harder for me to create really focused content because everyone was at a different level. So I had everyone from like people who didn't have a business yet to people who had had their business 10 plus years. I had people who were making multiple six figures a year to complete beginners. And we also just had all completely different industries there. They were mainly online-based businesses, which helps, but also just literally all the different industries. And I knew this was going to be the case when I made it. So this was not one of those situations where like all these people joined and I'm like, wait, I thought y'all were all going to be in this exact stage of business and this exact industry. Um, I knew that was going to be the case. And I saw it as more of a positive originally because then everyone could help each other in unique ways. And that would allow me to make some content that's geared towards beginners, some content that's more advanced. And that felt really like fun to me. And I also knew that I would lean more on beginner content because of the price point. So the membership was priced in such a way that this is, you know, $32 a month is very much like beginner pricing. But I was like, I'll make some more advanced content for the people who are farther along. And I think like really when I think about what the positives of that would be, it's mainly to the community side of things because it is allowing people to like learn from people in all different seasons of business. But it made the offer confusing. It's like, is it for newbies? Is it for more advanced business owners? Is it for service businesses or product businesses? I didn't really define that well. And I would say that is a mistake. So my advice through this mistake would be to define really well exactly who it's for and exactly what kind of content your membership is going to be sharing. And you will always have people that join who do not fit that type of ideal client. So maybe you say it's for newbies, but you do have someone in your audience who's really far along and just wants to learn from you. And like, you know, the, the price point is like nothing to them every month. So they join. 
but you're like being very upfront that this is like new business owner content. Or, you know, maybe you have someone who's new, but wants to join the more advanced group and that's okay too. But you're being clear, like, Hey, we're skipping the basics, you know? So like, I didn't have that clarity. And again, that made it confusing a bit from a marketing standpoint, but also more confusing for me because I was like, what do I talk about this month? There's so many things I want to talk about. I knew before starting the membership, even I had a whole list of like all the different topics I wanted to cover and content pieces. But then I struggled with like, wait, do I talk more to these people in the membership or more to these people? Um, And how do I make something that works well for everyone, basically? So that's mistake number two. Okay, mistake number three, this one feels vulnerable, but it wasn't a great offer. Like that's what I think about it. I don't think I made a great offer and I only want to sell great offers in my business. So it felt like, again, I either need to reinvent this offer or I need to close it. Like it's it's one or the other. And so in my email to members, when I told them the membership was changing to a free Facebook group, because that's why I did. I like quit billing everyone. The people who paid in full had an option to get a refund or to get some one-on-one time with me. It was up to them. Um, but I closed it and I kept the free Facebook group. So for about, gosh, like six months, maybe the free Facebook group was just there. It was only members in it. So only people who had paid for it. And then I was still creating like tons of scheduled content for it every month and being in there actively. And then more recently now in 2023, we opened it up to like all podcast listeners. So that was how I changed it. But when I told everyone, hey, like we're changing this, I we're pivoting into a free Facebook group. You're not going to be built anymore. I really like tried to communicate that really well. I communicated through an email, through a video on the private podcast, all the places. But I want to read to you what I said to explain how it was not a great offer in um, the email. So here's what I said. And this was just kind of like middle of the email. I said, this was sent to members. This was a totally new offer for me. I've created a membership-like experience through Designer, but I've never just done an actual membership. Ultimately, I don't think I did it completely right. And I've learned a lot in that process. But basically, I don't think I created a great offer. And I don't want to sell you anything that isn't amazing because that's not fair for you. And that's not how I like to do things. Even at almost seven years into business, I still regularly try things and find they don't work. And guess what? Sigh of relief. That's okay. I hope I can normalize pivoting and changing things for you as an example in my doing this. It's okay to change things that aren't working. And I hope this gives you quote unquote permission to stop things in your business when you need to stop them for whatever reason that might be. See me talk about this more in the video because I kind of explained that more in the video. So that was a part of how I explained this. And like, I, I wanted to read that for you because it sums it up really well of how I just don't think I did a great offer. And really even the, the two mistakes before this one explain how it wasn't a great offer. Um, and I don't, I'm not one to keep selling someone a bad offer just because people are willing to pay for it, just because it's recurring revenue. And I have plenty of people telling me like, don't shut this down, Elizabeth. Like you're making consistent recurring revenue. People are staying in it. Like just fix it a little. But like, I did not think it was a great offer. And that was like burning away at me. Um, and so it was, and, and fixing it and changing it also just didn't feel like it fit well in my life and in my season of business. And in my business, like I am incredibly proud of my show at Templates and Booked Out Designer. And I just was not feeling the same way about this membership. I was really proud of the members, but I wasn't proud of what I created. And I saw all these mistakes in it and I could fix it. Like there were lots of obvious ways to fix it. That was something else I explored in that mastermind I was in. Um, There were obvious solutions that would solve it. Um, And I did consider that, but ultimately I didn't feel like it was right for me in the direction. I want to take my business, which we'll get into that next week on like direction being a huge part of like one of the lessons I learned. So closing it though made more sense. 
I also will go ahead and add here, like I was so afraid that everyone was going to hate me and judge me and think I'm a horrible business owner and not someone they can learn from after I closed it. Cause I'm like, I I literally had a fear of like, people are going to think Elizabeth doesn't know what she's doing. And like, I don't trust her anymore. And I'm mad that she closed this because I really liked this and that's not fair. And I paid in full. Like I was worried about some of those kind of reactions and I did not get a single reaction like that. No one was mad at me. No one had any sort of judgmental statements. Maybe internally there's someone out there who doesn't trust me anymore. Like that's very possible. But generally speaking, the like feedback when I closed it, and again, I was so nervous. I remember like recording the video, posting it. Like my heart was like beating, like like I'm doing some really kind of intense workout. Like it was like so scary for me. And the positive feedback was just incredible. Like people saying like, thank you for normalizing pivoting. Um, that, you know, this reminds me like, I have an offer my own business that I wanted to change, but I haven't felt like that, like I could. And like, thanks for just showing like how to do that and that it like, it's okay to change things. And so I feel like back on how I'm like, I don't regret any of this at all. Like that was even a really beautiful experience for me to like, feel like I really screwed up a little bit and was going to disappoint people because I really don't like disappointing people. Um, And then to see people react in such a way that was not that they were disappointed, but was more of like, hey, great job for trying this and for like showing that's okay to close things. And thanks for like closing it when you didn't feel like it was like 100%. Um, So that was a really, really positive experience. And I've saved like so many of the messages and emails I got from the members when I closed it because it was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, thanks for loving on me and um, being supportive and still being like, I'm here for whatever you do next. So that was really cool. So for those of you listening, you know who you are, who like said really nice things when it was closed. Thank you. Because that was like really, again, closing it was so hard, which we didn't really talk about that on this episode. But like, the, I feel like I was eaten away in a bit with like anxiety around like, do I close it? Do I not? Do I close it? Do I not? Because I feel like such a big decision, right? Like it felt very permanent, which in a sense it is, but also in a sense it's not. But it is, it is in the sense of like, hey, I'm literally about to go in Thrivecart and like cancel the subscription for 160-ish people. Like it was like, oh my gosh, like that's a big thing. And a lot of moving pieces. So it did feel really permanent and it felt like, do I do it? Do I not? was like a really, really hard decision for me that took me a while to land on. And I'm grateful for the decision I made. I'm proud of it. And, uh, you know, a year later, it's literally about a year as I'm recording this um, and as you're hearing it from when I started the membership and even looking back in my prayer journal at one point when I was writing a prayer about the membership, um, I literally wrote like all the things like, oh, help me, Lord, like to figure out solving this of like, what do I do? What do I change? Um, how do I make this sustainable for me? How do I make this a better offer? And then I wrote, maybe I'll close it. I guess I'll know this time next year what ultimately happened. And the answer was I did close it. And what ultimately happened was my business was like opened up to focus on so many different things that were a better fit for me in the season of life and a better fit for me in the direction I ultimately want to take my business. So this year, since closing it, has looked like a lot of focus on templates, as you've probably noticed, creating so many new templates, Um, a lot of focus on book out designer and a lot of focus on this podcast of bringing you like really, really quality guests and quality content from me on solo episodes. Like I spent so much time outlining this episode I just recorded for you. So anyway, um, that's kind of what that pivot looked like. So I'm going to close out this episode though now 
that's really it for like the three mistakes. But next week I have even more content to share with you. So come back for that episode, please. I thought about doing these as all one episode, but then it might've been like an hour and a half long episode. And I feel like no one wants that. So I'm splitting them up. Um, but I want to say, I appreciate you holding space for me listening to this um, and listening all the way to the end because I was both looking forward to recording this, but also feeling a little like, oh my gosh, do I really want to share like the details of like why I closed it. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've learned something from it. And next week I'm sharing six or seven, I can't remember, big lessons I learned from starting the membership and closing it, growing it and putting so much time and energy into it and saying goodbye to it. So whether you have a membership or not, um, or if you want one or you don't, I promise there are so many good takeaways in that outline. I'm about to record it next. But so many good takeaways for you as a fellow business owner. So come back to that one or scroll now to it if it's already out. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for holding space. And thank you for being a listener of this podcast and just a part of like my family here online. So anyway, I really appreciate you. And let me know if you got something from this episode and feel free to always share with a friend or leave a review and tell me your thoughts. All right, I'll be back with y'all next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode all the way until the end. I appreciate you being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to check out my website template shop too. Over on elizabethmccravey.com, you'll find show it website templates that are easy to use, strategically designed and created to help you book more clients and customers. Maybe your current website is really boring. Maybe it's a challenge to update. And maybe even it's that thing that you really feel like is just completely holding your business back. Your website needs to be strategically and intentionally designed in order for it to convert your viewers into raving customers. And that's exactly what my M shop templates do. So these are pre-made show it website templates where you can plug and play your content into it with ease and then get started with a website that's designed to actually help you make more money. These templates are designed to be SEO friendly on the back end, and they're not just pretty, but they are very strategic and with all the strategies I teach on this podcast. And best of all, they're easy for you to set up all by yourself. So shop them at elizabethmccravey.com slash shop and come join the MShop family of hundreds of happy customers. And as an added perk, you can use the code BBPodcast at checkout to get 10% off any template as a thank you for being a part of the podcast family. So that's BBPodcast for 10% off any template over at elizabethmccravey.com. And if you love this podcast, don't forget that you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you never miss an episode and leave a rating and review for the show wherever you're listening. Share it with a friend, share it on Instagram or Facebook. That's a great way to support the podcast and get the word out. All right, I'll be back next week with another new episode.